Welcome to Historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. The infancy narratives is a term applied to the accounts of the birth and early life of Jesus, as given in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. Both accounts are concerned with showing the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies in the Christ event. Although infancy narratives open two of the four Gospels, biblical scholars generally assign them last in the order of composition, thus suggesting that the Passion story was composed first, reflecting the early Christian community's effort to make sense of the crucifixion of their Messiah. Next were added accounts of Jesus' ministry, and only afterwards did the infancy accounts evolve, answering to human curiosity about Jesus' origins. Let's examine the infancy narratives with the help of theologian minister Dr. Ralph F. Wilson. Infancy Narratives, Zechariah's Vision in the Temple, based on Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 25. With the accounts of Jesus' birth, from Luke's perspective as an evangelist, the infancy narratives are important because they help the reader understand just who Jesus is. He is the Messiah, conceived by the Holy Spirit, and born into a loving human family. Jesus is not just a precocious young man who rose to great renown. He was sent from the Father into this world for a particular mission that would climax with the cross and salvation. As you study the story of these events, you'll appreciate more Jesus' birth as part of God's plan from throughout the ages. Let's look at Zechariah's vision in the temple, chapter 1, verses 5 to 25. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel he will bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. 
Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said, and these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. This is included in Luke's Gospel to show how special and significant is the birth of John the Baptist, announced in the temple to the boy-to-be's father, a priest. Zechariah certainly lives his life to follow the God he loves, but his faith falters. The story begins carefully placed in geography and time. Luke relates this not as a timeless legend, but as an historical event. Verses 5-7 to In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of the Lord, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly, but they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We meet Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth an elderly, childless couple. Zechariah means Yahweh remembers. It is a very common name used of 32 individuals in the Old Testament and two or three in the New. Elizabeth means God is my oath, that is, a worshiper of God. That they were well along in years may indicate that they were over 60, since 60 years was considered the commencement of agedness. They were upright or righteous, not meaning perfectly sinless here, but pertaining to being in accordance with high standards of rectitude, upright, just, fair. They were a kosher, respected, priestly couple who took seriously what it meant to obey God in every way that they knew. According to the Mosaic Law, priests weren't required to marry a wife from the tribe of Levi, but for a priest to have a wife from Levi's tribe was considered a twofold honor. But Elizabeth is barren, and the honor has turned to shame. They never blamed men for infertility in those days. Elizabeth has no prospect of getting pregnant, since she is well past her childbearing years. It just isn't going to happen, and Elizabeth and Zechariah have resigned themselves to it. Moreover, they live in dark days during the bloody reign of Herod the Great, who reigned from 37 to 4 BC. Yet, life goes on. Most of the years, Zechariah and Elizabeth live in a small village in the hill country of Judea, south of Jerusalem, except when Zechariah's priest division is on duty in the temple. 
Religious workers in Israel were divided into two groups, priests and Levites. All were descended from the tribe of Levi, but additionally, the priests were descendant of Moses' brother Aaron. Priests were set apart for a special ministry in the temple with regard to the worship of God that took place there. After introducing Zechariah and Elizabeth, Luke focuses on the particular event that forever changes their lives. I'm reading verses 8 through 10. Once, when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of the incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. The priests were divided into twenty-four groups or divisions, of which Zechariah's division of Abijah is eighth in the rotation. Priests and their families would live in Jerusalem or in various nearby villages, but when their division was called up for duty for a week, twice each year, the priests would come to Jerusalem to work in the temple. Each day, about fifty priests would have been on duty, with perhaps three hundred on duty during a given week. This day, Zechariah is chosen by lot to go inside the temple and burn incense on the altar of incense in the holy place. It is considered a great honor. Since there were a large number of priests, no priest was allowed to serve as the officiating priest more than once in his lifetime. Sometimes the high priest himself officiated. For the incense offering, two priests had to help the officiating priest who was chosen by lot for the office. One brought glowing coals on a silver fire pan from the altar of burnt offering to the altar of incense in the holy place. The second took from the officiating priest the bowl in which the dish of incense had lain until the sensing was finished. As the officiating priest, it was Zechariah's job to place incense on the heated altar and then prostrate himself in prayer. The incense represented the prayers of the people. Outside, the people were reciting this prayer during the incense offering. May the merciful God enter the holy place and accept with favor the offering of his people. It was at that point that an angel of the Lord did indeed enter the holy place. I'm reading verses 11 to 17. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a delight and joy to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What an incredible vision to Zechariah and what an amazing promise. Join me next time as we continue the story of the Jewish high priest Zechariah, his wife Elizabeth, and the birth of their son, John the Baptist, who proclaimed the coming Messiah in search of the historical Jesus. I'm Mark Vinette. Thank you for sharing your time with me.
Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss. Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605.